Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. How? What the fuck? Number WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucksters? What the fuck, Billies? What the fuckstables? How's it going? It's me, Mark Marin. This is WTF. Welcome to the show. I appreciate you hanging out. All right, look, Tim and Eric are here, all right? And uh, and Tim and Eric are Tim and Eric. Their, their show, Bedtime Stories, is airing on uh, Adult Swim right now. Uh, there's a new episode tonight. Uh, they're also on tour with uh, Dr. Steve Brühl, uh, a.k.a. John C. Riley. So check timanderic.com for tour dates. And I interviewed Heidecker a while back. That would be the Tim of the Tim and Eric. We had a nice chat. He acted like a normal person. I wasn't anticipating that. And then the the two of them wanted to come in, and that was the way I could talk to Eric. So this is a little Eric heavy, but uh, I, I'm always uh, I'm, I'm happily surprised. It, it, it seems like I got access to uh, some relatively um, grounded people. <laughs> see, the thing about Tim and Eric, as much as I love them and I appreciate their genius, uh, anytime I see them or run into them, I immediately feel like they're fucking with me somehow. Uh, that was not the case here, so you know that interview is coming up. Thank you for coming out to the Trippany House. Uh, I've had great crowds. All the shows are about sold out. You can check. There might be standing room. Got some work done. It gets to a point where, yeah, I got work done, but then I forget it's Tuesday, and I get up on stage after, uh, after who was on last night? Nate Bargetsy was on, and uh, he did 15, and then I, I do like an hour and a half, forgetting it's Tuesday, and that perhaps people have things they need to do with their lives. But, uh, but you know, it's about me until I start realizing, like, holy shit, I'm bored of me. Maybe it's time to wrap this up. Uh, before I forget, I believe there are still plenty of passes available for L.A. Podfest. You can go to WTFPod.com uh, and get a link to that. Friday and Saturday, Friday night, I'll be appearing on uh, Girl on Guy with Aisha Tyler. And then on Saturday, I'm doing a big uh, live WTF with Pam Avalon, Whitney Cummings, Amber Preston, uh, Desi Jadakin, and uh, Shelby Farrow. And my 15-year-old niece is going to be with me. So do not think she's my girlfriend. Don't act that way. All right, moving on. As some of you know, I talked about on Monday that Monkey, my cat Monkey, was uh, going as dick. And and I I didn't have time to take him to the vet, but and I I rationalized it somehow that he'd be okay. 
But this is what my brain does. Because I had Cat Boomer, as you know, Boomer lives, uh, had crystals once. And that was a horrible thing. And I didn't know it until I, I barely saved his life. It, it's, you know, they get these crystals from shitty cat food or whatever that build up in their bladder and clog their pee hole. I'm sorry. Are you driving to work? Are you eating something? Uh, there's nothing more disconcerting than a clogged pee hole, as many of you know. Even the thought of it. Even those of you who who don't think of it. Not a, not a pleasant thing. But I barely saved Boomer. So I knew this was a possibility with Monkey. But I do, I do want to say this. I really appreciate uh, the outpouring of, uh, of support and prayers for my cat's dick. I'm blessed. But I, I was worried that he was going to be dead. So here's what happens. So I'm on the airplane. I'm coming back from Texas. And then I just decide that my cat monkey's dead. He's, I've, I've left him. I've abandoned him with his uh, urinary tract problem. He probably is clogged. And he's dead when I get home. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I lock into. That's what I spend about an hour and a half on the plane from uh from austin so make it three hours just like thinking i'm going to drive in and find my beloved cat monkey dead because of my negligence that's what i decided to do with my afternoon hey brain what's going on nothing your cat's dead we don't know that doesn't matter let's make him dead for now so of course i enter my house panicked freaked out monkey's like what's up i'm like you're not dead he's like no i'm a little uncomfortable and, and I said, that's, it's weird that you're talking, but I, I, I had to cajole him into the case, into the, which is difficult. I got one shot at that. I had to set up the cage to put him in the cage and I get him over to the vet. I get him over to gateway animal hospital. I wait around. I'm sort of freaked out. I see my doc, Dr. Jimerson, Dr. Jimerson is like, how are you? And I'm like, well, the cats, I don't know what's going on with it. I think he's got a bladder problem. So Jimerson's like, yeah, well, he's probably got a bladder infection. I'm going to give him a 10-day antibiotic. I'm like, great, but let's get some ointment for the eye. And I'm like, I don't know if we should get, there's no way I'm getting it in the eye. And he's like, I think you can do it. It's, it's pretty easy. And I'm like, fine. So I go out in the waiting room for a while. And then he's like, well, I want you to come back and I'll show you how to do the ointment. Don't ever go into the back of your vet. If you get offered, you know, like, come on back. Don't go. I didn't need to see it. I, I assume a real operating room's like that too. It's disconcerting to see things open with things being held down and blood here and there. It was, I look, I'm not giving any bad press to my vet. I'm sure it was as clean as a vet is. So he's like, let me show you how to put this ointment on. It's easy. Now I want to preface this story by, he's about to show me how to put ointment into my cat's eye and there are two grown ass men holding my cat down. Two men holding it down. And Jimerson pulls the head back, puts the ointment in both eyes. He goes, that's all you got to do. And I'm like, oh, is that all I got to do? Are these two guys coming home with me? Because I don't have a place for them to sleep. So needless to say, I have the ointment, has not made it into monkey's eye yet. But he seems to feel better. The, it seems like the dick issue is, uh, is better. And, and, and that's, a, that's a good thing because I, I want to keep monkey around. What's up? Ryan Singer's just sitting here. You're just sitting here. I'm looking at you. For I'm sitting some, here sweating. No, but I'm, I'm looking for some laughs for something, nothing. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to be laughing out loud. You weren't even pretending to hold in laughter. I was trying not to distract you. 
detract me distract or distract 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 is the word you're looking yeah. for so where you been you've been on the road yeah i was on the road for about two and a half months two and a half months in your car yeah straight. that must uh smell bad in the car after a certain point oh yeah that 99 camry's got some smell on it yeah smell it's got what how many miles on it 284 almost you're now. a warrior yeah you're out there doing the real work Yep. What happened out there? Oh, well, everything happened. Everything I didn't want to happen, everything I didn't want to happen. You know, a lot of new material came about, some uh, interesting life situations that... Uh, Sounds vague. Sounds vague. Well, I, a crazy dude showed up at my hotel one night. Because what? I was hanging out with a, a young woman, uh, and then some crazy dude shows up at the hotel, gets arrested, starts kicking the glass. He got stuck in the... Uh, the glass revolving door at the yeah. hotel, you know, yeah. they had those downstairs. Yeah, because he was so mad that he went into the re uh, the revolving door when they said that the police were coming to arrest him. Yeah, because uh, apparently he was just wandering around the parking lot screaming obscenities by himself uh -huh. before he came inside. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. So, especially not a good sign when that guy has you in his sights. So, uh, he gets into the revolving door and he starts kicking starts kicking the glass uh -huh. and then so the door stops it's one of those automatic ones that you yeah. can't touch or it'll yeah. stop so he's just like you know like a, imagine a hamster and uh -huh. its little spinning wheel getting stuck in his spinning wheel because uh -huh. he's kicking and punching the spinning i mean it was scary but i mean in hindsight it was pretty funny and pretty was just, hilarious it was pretty hilarious he was yeah. it was a it was a great example of impotent rage yeah a lot more funny once uh he was in handcuffs as well but uh, what, what were you doing? Was it were, were, was he out of his mind? He was, was out it? of his mind, apparently. Who uh, was it? Well, why was he after you? He was the ex-boyfriend of a, a Ex-boyfriend yeah. who happened to be around. Who happened to be, well... Ex-boyfriend who may not have seen it that way. Yeah, yeah. I, apparently so. I don't right. know. Uh, the irony is that uh, I was hanging out with his ex-girlfriend as she was just talking. True story. Nothing, nothing funny was happening. She was just talking about him. Uh-huh. And uh, we happened to be at my hotel when that was happening. And then he shows up. Doesn't sound like it was over for at least one party involved. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh -huh. so, I mean, that's like, those are the things you try to avoid on the road because you just don't want to be put in situations like that. Sure, yeah. Every once in a while, you're, uh, you know, monkey's not the only one with a dick problem. Every yeah, once in a while. yeah, well, I understand, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, well, thanks for stopping by. I'm going to talk like you're not here now. Okay, I'll try not to laugh. No, I don't... <laughs> What else did I talk about last night that I should talk about right now? Uh, oh, the three to six months. That's that's some solid. You've already talked about. Not really. Yeah. Well, that's a, a new thing from. It? Well, the new thing from the book I'm reading is, is that here's the deal. There, there, there's a there's a chance that if you were an infant and your mother you, you came out and your mother just didn't like you, you're probably better off than if she liked you at all for any amount of time. Because here's the thing. If you're an infant and your mother has you and she's like, oh my God, I love this baby so much and she just loves and loves and loves you for like three or four months. And then all of a sudden she sours on you. Like, oh, what a pain in the ass this is. And, and literally becomes resentful of you, which is completely possible. And I think what happened in my case, perhaps. But that's the thing. If your mother shuts down emotionally after she gave you some of that love, like at three or four months for whatever her problem is or whatever it is, but if she does, if she shuts down and can't give you the organic love because of her own problems, but you already had it for three and a half months, you know what that means? You will spend the rest of your life trying to get it. But you can't just ask for that. You can't be a 50-year-old man and go, Mommy, can we, can we go back to when I was four months and start there again? No, that's not how that manifests itself. It's like, how much cereal can I eat? How, is a box too much? Blow's good. I like blow. I masturbated for three hours today. That's what I did. I think I'll drink a pint of vodka. 
Yummy. That's how I feel warm. Why not get a prostitute? That would make me feel warm. In all of those situations, in that decision-making process, right when you have any of those those sordid thoughts, try this. Mommy? <laughs> Mama? 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 Nothing! All right, let's talk to... Uh, I'm going to talk to Tim and Eric. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts right now here we go cell phones on that's great leave your cell phones on i, yeah. I don't know what the fuck to do with you guys i you know i you're not prepared no i'm not prepared but because i talked to you tim and i just i've never met the big one well now it's time baby <laughs> okay let's talk big boy stuff. i i uh i i i was uh one time, I was standing outside the Tropical Cafe mm-hmm. in Silver Lake. I remember. You do not remember. You were attending a meeting. I was attending a meeting. I, see, I, you think I forget. I and, remember everything. But I didn't talk to you. You just were there, mm-hmm. and I waited around. I'm like, I wonder if that guy knows me. And you said nothing. Since you already covered me, why don't you make this the Eric Wareheim interview, and I'll be here for color commentary and and, you know... um, annotations and corrections okay yeah i can do that do you remember i do remember you there and i said you know he looks like a dirty man it's just right he's he's there for help i'm here for coffee right we were there we were there for two different reasons right but you did notice me yeah and i said eventually this guy's gonna get big enough that i'll be able to say i'll talk to this is exactly the feeling i got from you yeah so i was right on the money i we also had other moments we were in line to get tickets and stuff that was a nicer moment i recall yeah i thought you were getting your podcast was getting bigger so you were more comfortable with yes. me. You're like, yes. this is not, he's not a desperate man no. outside. No, of- but every time you'd see us, you'd ask, you'd like, ha- you know, hammer us about doing the show. So we were, when, if we see, if we saw you, we were sort of like, oh boy. Oh really? It's but then you be came on a, because you I, had. And I denied that? No, no. You came on. I and came on, you yes. Had, you had big dreams of being a solo act. <laughs> and you were out. <laughs> you were out there. He cheated on me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, well, I, and I, I, I was, was happy uh, to facilitate. Yeah, yeah. I didn't you want to, that but attention. I didn't want to, but I had to promote that damn movie I was in. I had to do the right thing by them. So that, so that wasn't a big dream of yours to like now. I'm, I'm, I was my dream I've come arrived. true to do. I'm going to be WTF. without Eric. Yes, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a star, a leading man of indie films. I, Eric got me to a certain level, and yeah. now it's time to fly. <laughs> <laughs> 
we had this thing that you asked us so many times to be on this that yeah. we're like we are never going to do this. No, I felt that. And I felt you, tension. It felt weird. No, and I but was it like, wasn't. It wasn't. I was uncomfortable. We didn't. It's not because we didn't like you. People would tweet at us all the time. When are you going to do the show? And we would write back, like, "Who's this guy? Like, who?" <laughs> he has a joke as a goof. Well, I this guy it didn't take about, it as a joke. It was always <laughs> this about, one here, yeah. but it was always like that thing we don't want to reveal the the cards of our of our technique and stuff, but we don't really care so much anymore. Really? You're, you're beyond that. It's not, you're, you're like just professionals. Now you can turn it on when yeah. you need to, you can start <laughs> spitting food and wearing weird clothes yes, when you need to. Older. I mean, look at her outfits. <laughs> Two men in shorts, some sneakers. I did watch the, uh, the one thing they had up for the new, uh, for the new things, uh, Tim and Eric's bedtime stories. I watched one of them. Which one? The one where you're an asshole oh, and yeah. you're a doofus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also remember another reason is you used to talk shit on us. Here to we our go. Friends, did I? Yeah, you were you not talk shit. You would just say, "Listen, I don't understand these guys. Can you tell me why they're funny?" Yeah, because I think I don't know why. I, I mean, think no, no, I remember that is, differently. Uh, this is a deeper thing. But with I, re- him and I remember that this a little is, differently. There's a problem with him and I. <laughs> you you go I ahead. You be diplomatic. You were you you seem to be a fan, but there seems to be things about it that. You don't connect with, and it was challenging to you. Uh, I, that was the, interesting. To I you. was the guy I think that said you guys are the comedy equivalent of Ween, which was a compliment. That's okay. a big compliment. Now, yeah. um, I did get it. Well, Frank Zappa, you also said, which isn't so Frank, much of a compliment. Very to me. big compliment. To not to me, but well, why? Because he was I don't, never connected with him. We're not Zappa heads, but people think that we are. Well, no, you don't have to be Zappa heads, but he built his own universe on his own terms, right? And uh, he, he had a very specific his own sense of humor, and a lot of it was uh, meant to provoke. Right. And uh, I think that maybe there was a time when probably around the same time you guys were not doing the show because of your attitude <laughs> that <laughs> that I may have been saying like, no, get it. No, I'm not yeah. going to. I'm not yeah. on board. Yeah. But I did like um, there was a couple of things where I really got it and I really liked it. And I definitely I think I spoke to him about uh, all the different um, sort of video qualities you were drawing from and all the weird kind of amateur slash uh public tv feel yeah. and i was really taken with the one where you were dancing around dressed as a hamburger and <laughs> you were you you were just kept shoving food in your mouth yeah. yeah to me i thought that was america and i understood it i understood everything that was great about you guys and then i watched other ones i do get it i'm a fan well, do you I understand that. yeah <laughs> i'm a fan whatever i said to your friends was out of bitterness and the fact that you were slighting me, and I thought that you thought you were better than I was. And jealousy, and for me, just not acknowledging you at that cafe. That's right. It all went back that's to right. that cafe. It's sim- that's how this town works, Eric. And <laughs> now look where you are. <laughs> we're coming to you. It's right. We're you drove your over. Throne. What, Tim? Put people Tim in a, a tiny hostile, woman's chair. People have a lot of hostile feelings towards us, I think, because they feel like we're, we're gaming the system somehow. With Do you feel style. that's true? I guess so. No, my I dad think, said that to me the other day. He said, you're just gaming the system. What, 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 that? No. <laughs> What's anybody doing out I here? I don't know. We're all trying to do something, right? But, but like, this thing seems to be... Uh, um, the thing I watched was very well produced. It seemed to have a, a theme. It seemed that you were satirizing something specific. Yeah. And that uh, there was a... Well, not unlike the movie, it was, uh, you know, it felt like it was together. It didn't feel like there was as much crazy wild, that might have only happened once feeling. Yeah. right how much of that yeah there's a story yeah there's a story this time right why 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 are you doing it like this well we we made 50 episodes of our sketch show right where there were 20 second bits and right then we made a couple short films for uh funny or die they had the hbo series yeah 
and there's a nice budget, so it looks cinematic, and that's kind of where we wanted to be. Now. How many of these did you do of the bedtime stories? We have eight in total, seven new ones. We released a pilot uh, last October, the one with uh, Galifianakis, the haunted house one. I didn't see that one. That's oh, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it, but that's more about Tim Eric and Zach being super silly. Some of the ones that you maybe you saw are a little bit darker and a little bit more cinematic. Feeling. Well, that was the one where you were buried. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, did yeah. I fuck it up? Spoiler. Buried, buried no, like no. metaphorically Metaphorically. Speaking. Buried. No. Buried in work. Yeah. yeah, buried in work. <laughs> I'm a busy accountant. But uh, I, I guess the thing that, that, that gets me about you guys, and I always want to know, is... Mm, and I think I tried to get it out of you, but I don't know. It's sort of like asking a musician the same questions or an actor how they act. Is that, you know, you've evolved these styles that draw from so many, you know, kind of things that we all sort of dismiss as just being peculiar or amateur, and you've made this uh, this entire point of view out of it. I mean, how intellectually are you aware of, of what you're doing, or do you just sort of go like, let's just fucking try this? I mean, you know, for this, you're talking generally? Or yeah, I'm talking generally. Or? Generally, I think it's it's based on shit that Tim and I really synced up with in college that we thought was ridiculous. Like, just, what was the first thing that you can remember that brought you guys together that made you do that? The first exact thing was we were in a film 101 class. Tim and I went to film school. We wanted to be directors, and we had to take these bullshit theory classes with 500 people. We sat next to each other. We started writing band names to each other. Right. Tim wrote a band name, TGIF. Yeah. And for some <laughs> reason, that cracked me up so hard. And we were laughing so hard that we get yelled at by the professor. And they said, can we see you after class? And yeah. we're like, oh my God, we're in college. You're being yelled at. <laughs> so I don't know. Just even that moment was something that like synced us up that we're like, just well, the feeling of being embarrassed. Like that's funny to us. Well, can you, can you, but can, let's track that though. Like if we can, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm just going to be a little professional because TGIF that, that it's, it's, it's simple. It's, yeah. it's stupid. It's sort of like, lame. it's, it, it's lame yeah. on purpose. <laughs> There's and a it, restaurant. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, it was, it was essentially that, that lameness that was hilarious. Yes. The lameness. Stupidity. Intentional lameness. Yeah. Stupidity uh, that you have to be, you have to be on the same page with the idea that I, I'm not really suggesting that as a name. Right. Of course. Yeah. And he got that immediately. Right. And then yeah. the history is made. There you go. Yeah. And then irony. Irony. I mean, it's all that's the stupid that is kind word, of irony. but it is all you have to all be on the same page that the world we're all fucked and everything is most things are garbage, most products that we right. whether it's movies or TV shows or books, right? It's mostly garbage and mostly uh patronizing to us, and uh, you know, yeah. And what's <laughs> no, interesting so. is when we met, we were actually coming from two different kinds of dudes, you know, when you go to college, yeah. it's like sort of trying you're still trying to scene. find yourself, but we like. We, we, we're very different guys, but we kind of rose above that comedically. Like, how are you? Like, what do you mean? Like, I was like a punk rock dude, big baggy pants. Like, I just straight was straight edge, edge for a while. Um, Tim was a little more in the hippie scene. Had a goatee, I think, longer hair. Really? Yeah. Hacky sack? How well, far? How deep were you? Not very athletic, so I couldn't get into that scene. <laughs> just yeah. a just bond? Like, you wanted it hacky. Just, yeah, just like a lot of pot. A lot probably. of pot? Um, I never you, liked it very much. But did you listen to, to fish? Or, no, no, I I, I, I tried it and I didn't. I was not into fish. What was right your thing away. though? Like what? What who were you like jamming to? Spin doctors mostly. Really, spin doctors. <laughs> no, that no, was I'm not ironic. Okay, no, I mean, I, well, sure. I mean, that you was, did listen I to probably had doctors. that CD in, in high uh -huh. school. Yeah. And how? And but, but, uh, like what? What? Like just 
just a, I mean, I, I really not didn't embrace anything, any sort of subculture too strongly. So you're a loner. A little loner. Comedy. Yeah. Um, I theater, film. I was yeah. kind of a theater guy. Oh, really? Yeah. In did high you school. sing? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You did some Big musicals. Time. Oh yeah. What did you I do? I did in musicals high school? in high school. I didn't do shit. Really? <laughs> no, I was the president of the AV club. Really? So, yeah, that's where I got a lot the, of that early video the, toaster. The Onion AV Club? No, 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 no. This is <laughs> a real the AV fact club. in high school <laughs> AV club. Like, I literally learned on the video toasters, two bad VHS decks, like, right. a lot of that shit. I made some so, great stuff in high school. So that was your training? is Yeah. So whatever, what you were sort of making fun of or using as tone was really what you came from? Exactly. And, and then that... Tr- you know, transferred into college, Tim and I, our film school had one computer, which we didn't have access to. Yeah. And the other <laughs> other shit was this old, archaic video equipment that yeah. every time you try to make an edit, it would jump. And, you know, there's one point that Tim and I started making something, and I was like, this is really shitty. I need to, to tighten this up. And Tim's like, no, just keep it like that. Because <laughs> you didn't want to yeah. fuck it up with the yeah. equipment? Like, literally, I also, I was, my other job during college and right after, I was a bat mitzvah videographer. I would videotape. Just bat mitzvahs? Bar mitzvahs no, as well. Because that would have been weird. Not to do bar mitzvahs, <laughs> yeah. just bat mitzvahs. I would videotape any rich... I wor- worked at a photo store in this rich community where these people would where come in. Where was this? This is Ardmore, Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah, and people would come in and be like, my, my kid's doing a uh, ballet recital. Would you come film it? And I'm like, sure. So I'd film it, and then I would tape over these... We were, didn't have any money, so I'd tape over these these tapes with tim and i fucking around and sometimes these, these little kids would Artifacts pop in, would in and we would just keep that and there's one thing we'd make called the cat film festival where, where yeah. you see that clip of that poor little girl still in there dancing archived for forever yeah so you took the original after you dubbed it <laughs> yes. and you just used yeah. the tapes yeah we did not have enough money to buy another super eight tape at that point super eight super video video, the little video. Teeny yeah. video yeah we would also go to sears and buy video cameras and at that point they would have a 60-day return policy. Right. So we would buy it, shoot all weekend or for two months, and on that 59th day, we would return <laughs> that camera. And I remember the Sears AV guy looking at looking at the counter, like, yeah. you shot hundreds of hours of footage on this. And I said, look at your receipt. And we returned that was it. We had yeah. a deal here. It was beautiful. That's how we started making all of our early and stuff. That was uh, when you were in college? Yeah. First year? It, it, I mean, this was after yeah, college, believe it when or not. When we tried to have like real jobs. But you know? Okay, so you come out of high school. You were in high school doing the shooting? High school doing like the very early video kind of stuff. What was your stuff? What were you uh, impressed with in terms of... like Obviously, when you shoot that stuff, it's hard to avoid it being something cheesy. You know, yeah. So you're shooting on high eight or super eight video yeah. and you're yeah. shooting some kids bar mitzvah and the mother, they want coverage. They just want they coverage. They get the kid, they want to document. get the tables. Yeah. Did you get this table? You got the tables. <laughs> I also, I remember this one moment that, and my girlfriend was my assistant mm-hmm. and this was a real low point. We're shooting a very, it was a very it creates wealthy a great dynamic in the relationship. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. hated me for, for making her do this. Go to bar mitzvahs with you? Yeah. Did but, you do the synagogue stuff too? Uh, yeah, I did everything. So you can imagine me in yeah. the synagogue. Oh yeah. Well, you, oh, yeah. you zooms. Can... <laughs> and there's and at the one party. Zooms. I, was, <laughs> I was getting my table coverage. Yeah. And they started throwing like Hershey kisses at my girlfriend's head and me. The kids. These kids. Yeah. These bad boy kids. Yeah. yeah. And I remember turning around looking at these kids like I'm gonna fucking kill you, but I can't. You know, right. I can't. Right. Uh, so that was a pretty dark. You had a. Spe- in my life. I remember you had a sh- a, sh- a special dress shirt for <laughs> yes, these occasions too. You had like one shirt. 
I had a, I would, like, yeah. my dress up shirt, you know. It was like a tuxedo top with this yeah. big gold button, you know, that I got at Jay Z Penny for like twelve dollars, real silky blousey. See, like Jay Z Penny to me plays into your whole. Uh, what, what can I call, oh, yeah. can I use the word oeuvre? Yes. Can we use that? What do you think? Oeuvre is it? I mean, oeuvre. Yeah. I think yeah. it's oeuvre, isn't it? We've it's used that term body part. many times for our costume designers. Like, just go to JC Penny. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, like, we would give them pictures of my dad. You know, my dad has the best wardrobe. Like, big baggy shorts, Birkenstocks, right. big black socks, big bloomy silk shirt with with flames, big uh-huh. Indian Jones hat. Like, <laughs> really? My dad is awesome. Yeah, it's perfect. Probably some pictures of him in, like, leisure suits yeah. at, a, at some time. Yeah. We've I, actually run into this interesting problem on this new show because a lot of the time we want people just dressed like normal people, you know? So we'll say, can you just get a, get a normal look for this person? And the hipsters now have appropriated every angle of the, how people dress. So if you say, I just want, like, a polo shirt and pants. Half the and time, some, it, sometimes it's like, you look cool. like, what did you get that American apparel? Right. You look like a, well, just go like a, like, like a, terry cloth. Yeah. Or like go, go blue collar, like white trash type. Well, they've gotten that too. If you put in a, <laughs> a, a tank top and cut off jeans and that looks Still like you're looks, in Echo Park. Right. So they've done, they've ruined it. They've ruined everything. They've taken every no form point of it. irony and, and, and like bad culture and have just appropriated it. So there's no, uh, there's, there's nowhere to go. There's no Except way to actually going to JC Penney's and getting the Hagar slacks, the new stuff, the, the new stuff. Yeah. Bugle, right. Bugle boy jeans, bugle boy jeans, <laughs> bugle boy jeans, even Wranglers, I think are not, yeah. Wranglers are not great. Did you want, you know, what was amazing. Did you see the movie her? Did you go see yeah. that Spike Jones movie? Of course. He did it. something amazing with the with the fashion in that because he actually took the worst of of what we would the, the last thing to sort of to go to to, to, to make popular. cool right right he kind of went with that all the way through yeah. like weird waist high pants yeah. and leisure and terry cloth shirts yeah he that was genius. I don't know who smart. was uh, in charge of that, the, the wardrobe design on that, uh-huh. but I, that really resonated with me. It's like they just—it's hilarious. They took the worst of it and they amped it up a little bit. Yeah. So your dad was the inspiration, but you grew up in—I I, imagine—wait, Pennsylvania, you too? Yeah, Eastern Pennsylvania. Like I can't even—I don't even have a point of reference on that, but it's pretty towny, I imagine. It's not New Jersey. I no. mean, I grew up in Albuquerque, but you know, but that type there's that weird kind of like practical American attire, and then there's like towny cool from the seventies. Yeah. I mean, this was more practical America. Like, my dad had a couple cool vintage things, but not really. Like, my mom would ma- make sure he was updated with Sears, JCPenney. <laughs> Sears Catholic. They just didn't see any reason not to. Yeah. And when my dad comes to see us now, we, Tim and I do the, these live shows, yeah. and his outfits are unbelievable. He wears these, um, what are those leather jackets? Wilson's. Oh, yeah. yeah. He gets a really baggy Wilson's leather jacket. It's too long. And he's wearing these big indiana jones leather hats <laughs> and i always like introduce them like my mom and dad are here and they yeah. stand up and they love it and they're f- out my mom has real full cat sweaters with cat brooches and he's got his leathers like his and they're not playing it up big print oh no, no, no. with jersey. sandals always sandals even in the winter but it's this like, is his thing it's they're, thing. they're not he saying like we, we've got to honor our son's point no. of view no 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 <laughs> they do not get it <laughs> they don't get it they see they see he sees his own fashion in his show it's like oh i'm kind of cool like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. come on you know do they get any of it they do get some of it they do get some of it for like sure. what they, you know a lot they get a lot of the physical gags right, and stuff. right they don't i think tim's parents are the same way they don't love the gross out stuff yeah. the sexual stuff they found, i mean they grew up in the 70s or they were you know young so they, yeah, adults yeah, yeah, yeah. in the 70s so they my parents loved things like Andy Kaufman and, oh, yeah? and you know, all the weird, weird stuff that would be on late at night. 
Saturday, early Saturday Night Live, and that, like they loved that stuff. So th- this is connected. Monty, you know, I said Monty Python, but you know, make me laugh. Remember that show, Make Me Laugh? Yeah, sure. The original, the original, the right? With uh, was it Bobby Vance? I think hosted it or somebody like that. Yeah, ba- Bruce Baby Man Vaughn, Bomb, the Bruce unknown Bomb. comic with the unknown the, comic. The, yeah, so all those they, guys. They loved that stuff. Well, yeah, I think the reason I was probably uh, bitchy about it is because, like, you know, there's very few people that I know, you know, who, and Zach sort of plays into it, but there's just this other, there's another time zone you guys live in, and, and the way you guys draw from stuff and you, you make a world out of it is is pretty genius, and, you know, that bothers me. But I'm, I'm willing, because <laughs> I, I never know how on purpose that is, yeah. but it's just sort of innate to you that I this think, was what Can I you, say what I think your problem with it is? Uh, is that, the, <laughs> that your heart is, that our, you don't see our heart in our work. Or no, no. It's, our, it's not coming from us necessarily. There's like a detachment. No, but it. there is a detachment, but I think that's part of it. And and some people, and I, I'm that was my biggest fear about having you guys on. And I wasn't always, like I wanted you guys on, but I was never mm-hmm. clear what the hell I was going to do with you because right. I didn't know how I wouldn't become the brunt of the joke somehow. Right. That like you guys <laughs> could come in here and run any kind of number on me right. you wanted to. And today I was sort of like, I hope they do. Right, because, I know. Because, because, because I already talked to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so maybe they'll do something like that. I had ideas. I was Sabotage. going to pitch you ideas. I had ideas right. I was going to pitch you. So the thing is, we that smell right. that. We were talking about this because we we're about we we're doing a lot of press for this show, and yeah. we can go into a room and smell like an animal would smell the, a prey. Right. If, we, if some guy comes in, and he does not know who we are, and and is just asking these stock questions. Right. We're gonna we're gonna have fun because it's gonna be boring what otherwise do you do? for us. So what we just play around with him. We play around like a. Like a you know, like a lion would play around. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't. Me. I don't blame you for feeling that way. The last press tour we did, yeah, for the movie, uh, one of our like mega fans, the sweet girl, compiled like two and a half hours of video footage of us doing what you're talking about, which is us fucking <laughs> with the interviewers. Do you usually just clam up and, and create a stilted no. timing, or do it's you, usually you... like it's very like it's very loose. Like yeah. it's like Tim will start something, or I'll start something, or someone will be having an acid trip, or right. like, it, it's really. T- fully improvised depending on the vibe it's right. hard to recreate it right now sure, sure. we don't talk about it ahead of time too often <laughs> so I, one of I, you, I love like, that attitude if he starts acting like he's high yeah you'll just play on I'll just be like yeah I'll just or I'll either help him or I'll be like it hasn't kicked in for me yet but I can't wait to join you buddy you know and like, what do the radio guys do they love it or they, they they don't know if you're fucking with them or not yeah some people after we fucked with people so hard that afterward they're like that was an honor that you fucked with us that bad you know like <laughs> yeah and we had something recently yeah we did one of these young Hollywood shows to promote the pilot of this last last year. Oh, they're I coming think I for us. It's okay. You can leave it open, but I'm wondering what that is. Probably a plane. Okay. So <laughs> you did one of these. So young- we did, the, and, and instantly we knew this. Paris Hilton was the guest right before us, and Tim oh. and I were just in the worst moods. We could not believe we were here. Who was the guest before you? Uh, Paris, Hilton. Paris Hilton. Okay. So we <laughs> we decided to use this opportunity to just do Baba Booey's, just mm. to get like just do a thing for Howard yeah, as a yeah. present to him. So yeah. every answer was like. Yeah, our new show's called Fla Fla Flunky, and it's about a, a beaver named Baba Bowie. And they didn't know these references. Didn't get so, it. like, oh, that's cute. Like, what are you going to Are you going to do a Christmas special? Yes, this is going to be called Fla Fla Flunky. <laughs> and then we took that footage and sent it to Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. who loved it, and sent it to Howard. And right. Howard fucking played it and talked about it. So, like, talked about it for a it while. It was like the was... greatest honor. Were you a big Howard fan? Huge. Like, when you were kids, yeah, both of you, yeah, fourteen, YSP in Philly. Well, yeah, because you got it, you grew up with it. Yeah, you were, it was there for you. Yeah. It was the first thing for me that my parents didn't approve of, like hardcore. They were just like, "That's not 
that's over the line not cool like we kind of synced up on a lot of different things music and movies and stuff but that was that was a nice like oh i can actually be punk and yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like like something that my parents don't so you, like you were in high school when you were taking that in yeah. Oh, yeah and he was sort of the first, one of the first people you know outside of uh you know john waters did, did it differently but but howard would take people who were obviously troubled Fringe. In one way, you know, I guess fringe is a nice word to put it, but actually people who were not, he was not victimizing them because they embraced it, but they were, they were, um, I, I, fringe, is that the word you would use? It's a nice word. Yeah. I mean, like, you uh, mean talking about his whack pack? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like homeless Hollywood squares when he did the, the TV show and that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff where he would take these people that obviously embraced the idea, but there was this weird line of sort of like, does that person really know? Sure. Yeah. That and that's, being, that line is very tricky and and as i'm sure he would listen to his work and cringe all the time i'm sure now i don't don't know who howard you think yeah i mean he's already i think when you listen to him now you feel like that's the a different guy well yeah they get a heart later you know especially when they when they have heart problems i don't know if he has but but as guys like letterman and people get older yeah they they, yeah i don't know if they're they're living in contrition for for yeah for what they've done but uh but they do seem a little more sensitive to it yeah softer but is that do you think that some of where your compulsion to use those people came from from like howard stuff i think it was more from moving to hollywood and and not wanting to use any hollywood actors or comedians right it was more about tim and i went back in philly we were obsessed with these cable access shows and tapes and seeing people that were not supposed to be on camera and that was a true awkwardness to see them sing and dance and do whatever. And we're but like, they were confident. Yeah, they were right. That, that's I mean, super some confident. some were. Yeah, yeah. Some Which were. is that was always the interesting thing to me about it because when I was out here years ago, there used to be this guy. I don't even know his name, but it, I, I would anytime I turn on local like L.A. public assets when they had it before cable, there was this guy, this blonde blonde haired dude that talked spiritual stuff, and he was sort of effeminate, and he would look directly at the camera or Dr. Gene Scott. Uh-huh. I couldn't stop watching. Uh huh. And there's a. The the thing is, is that they're actually doing something pure and raw and and yeah. and real, and they're weird attempts, and a lot of them are relatively talentless, but right. it doesn't matter because they're earnest. Yeah, and that was you. Well, I just read into it, but that was uh, appealing to you. Absolutely, and a lot of the people we used on our show, they are in their world stand up comedians. They're singers. They're puppeteers. They're you know in their world improvised dance yeah yeah i mean in their they are these things they're just not famous for that they're not as so you, talented in a in a you know regular right. way well and they're not mainstream and they yeah. they don't have access usually i mean hollywood is really about access right and if people are fragile or peculiar or or are not uh, uh talented in the way that's necessary to fit into the machine sure. they kind of just sputter along beside yeah. it and there's this town is full of that yeah and we and this and we've created this outlet for them and the, our fans love these people and you know they've created their own little fan bases aside from us and you know their own yeah. community there haven't been any tragic stories of 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 people uh, exploitation not, no no not exploitation but sometimes when people who have been on the margins for so long uh, get attention get a taste, uh, they, yeah. it's, it's sort of it, it becomes sort of its own tragic story yeah there's someone made a pilot they took all the characters from our awesome show <laughs> this, is, this, this is incredible our yeah. sketch show yeah. all these eccentric guys right and he cast this young kid cast yeah. them all to make a pilot of them together right and i haven't seen it but i imagine it's the biggest disaster well yeah ever. it's like i've never cooked before but i have these ingredients <laughs> that i don't know exactly what to do with it might be great gonna, it might it should work i'll just put everything in this pot 
Well, how do you decide when you guys are working on this stuff? I mean, because there is a sort of uh, the edge of chaos is reached. And, and, and sometimes I think that's part of you guys, the gift and the genius of it is that you know what to keep and what not to keep. I mean, you're not shooting live. Yeah. So I imagine there's a lot of moments where you're like, that, that can't go in. Yeah. Right. There's oh, a difference yeah. between shooting like, yeah, David Liebehart singing a song and like John C. Riley doing Dr. Steve Brule. Right. You know right. what I mean? Sure. Dr. Steve Brule, five minutes, you're going to get gold. David Liebehart, two hours, you'll get 30 <laughs> seconds. You know, so there's a lot of that. It's a lot of like. Different ratios. Yeah, unconventional ways of getting energy out of people. It's re- it's actually really fun. Like, what does that mean? Unconventional just, ways. Just you know, just like get, get getting people into the mood. Sometimes you know, t- there was a time in the awesome show where Tim and I, w- our director's booths would be in this black duvetine box, so no one could see us except right. for us on microphones. <laughs> be like, welcome to the set, <laughs> and these people just be looking around like, how are you? You know, so you'd fuck with them. Yeah, just I mean, as, yeah. Just as that was later in the season. Yeah, no, no, not in a bad way, but yeah. I mean, they have to be relatively open to the art of what you're doing. Okay. Yes, definitely. They probably definitely. feel like you know these guys are really artists. Yeah, I'm a this, part of it. And yeah, 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 yeah. And that's so, fine. But when you guys were like films, like you wanted to be directors. So when you were shooting bar mitzvah videos and before you guys met what were what was what was uh driving you i mean what movies were driving you what made you believe that you could do what you wanted to do or what you became i mean definitely early on i saw a bunch of stanley kubrick movies really you know it, yeah i had one friend don malcolmus his mom showed us um blanking the fucking name the killing uh, how the old? really crazy what's one. Love Clockwork got to, Orange. Clockwork Orange, oh yeah. I was going to say, is what's, what's love got to do with it? She showed us a Clockwork Orange yeah. when we were like 13 or 14. Ooh. She also showed us Caligula. Ooh. Oh, my God. With the blowjob? Yes. I really? Mean, and the fisting. I mean, that was... What? That, that, you know that one? Yeah. yeah. She's one of those like teachers that screws the yeah, kids <laughs> no, in school or something. She's, she truly was like... And she showed us 2001 at a very early age. I didn't, I didn't even understand that one. No but, one understands that one. But I think that, that shit <laughs> not... perverted me at a very early age. <laughs> and also, you would watch Twin Peaks. And my English class, we would talk about Twin Peaks for 20 minutes before we would start class in high school. Was, oh, so really? A lot of that like, David Lynch stuff. And what about John show. Waters? Nothing? Yeah, I was never like a. I think it was a little too cute for me, but I I did like uh, hairspray and um, I can't cry babies, but not the yeah. early we didn't stuff. The, the early rough stuff. stuff no. I think the, I think we're stuff. a little too young for the early stuff. But you never sought it out. No, I mean no. I, and I remember, also, I think what was that guy? The guy who was in the Killing, which is an early black and white Kubrick movie. That that Timothy Carey guy. Do you guys know of him? No. He's sort of an odd dude. There's been like, like, see, I think that when you guys came in and you wrangled what you did here in Hollywood, there's been this weird undercurrent of, of, of leading to you guys. You know, like Kenneth Anger mm-hmm. and tabloid stuff and weirdo shit. Crispin Glover. Yeah, I mean, sure. there's, there's been yeah. stuff that, yeah. like, somehow or another, you guys saw it in a way that was kind and funny as, as opposed to sort of like, this is creepy shit. But there's always been that undercurrent here in, in Hollywood. There's so many people that have just crushed daily. Yeah. Yeah. By this Ed, thing. Ed Wood world of Yeah, kind of like B movie stuff. Yeah. I mean that doesn't in that yeah. in that sort of in the same realm or am I being yeah. crazy? No, I feel like that's in the same realm. I feel like it's 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 definitely Tim and I growing up on the East Coast and trying to keep that vibe when we moved here well we yeah it's like, that sense of authenticity that you want in the work and but in public the world. access was really it right that, i mean that informed you, know you guys what? A I lot. To, yes i mean public access yeah. didn't we didn't really have a lot of public access necessarily cable access that kind of thing 
I mean, we just had local small market television, right. which I think is similar. But right. sometimes cable access literally is the blue, is the between two ferns thing. It's like <laughs> yeah. nothing. It's a talk show with a microphone. So there is like the, there's like a little production value. Um, but yeah, yes, and we were also local part of a commercials net- and stuff. network of friends that would send videotapes to each other. So yeah. we would just sit and watch like, like crazy the, things the like morbid stuff morbid stuff like james brown like not the faces of death necessarily no yeah, but like, like the, what's his name the guy shooting himself that was a pennsylvania guy wasn't he yeah bud, was it bud dwyer bud was yeah. not no, the, we, no we the funny that kind of stuff the funny, the funny stuff. stuff like james, like you said that was james, hilarious though. james brown <laughs> i'm sorry Do james brown one? was all fucked up on that news show and uh, how about just, orson welles on doing the takes oh definitely. my god yeah <laughs> I mean, even you know tv carnage no no tv carnage is a guy from canada uh, that Derek made these, Derek Beckles that made this compilation of all Canadian public assets and as well as like this uh, that commercial the, right. the champagne thing <laughs> we would just watch that over and over and just loved every Chuck second Chuck Berry pissing on the girl yeah you know? it was, but was you farting. can never yeah, yeah. it's smell my thoughts yeah <laughs> yeah that's like <laughs> unbelievable pre-internet YouTube but did you ever see stuff. Chuck I don't know if you ever saw Live? Chuck I mean no oh. in the video you don't really see Chuck oh. Berry it was sort of yeah, you was... see it you see this profile I think. you do yeah oh yeah you, see you know, it's, it's no question about who it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, that's uh, that's funky, man. That's uh, that's the that's, that's rock and roll right stuff. there. Oh, did yeah, you? Good for time. you. So that really that that's that how turns us on. Still does. But let me ask you another question about uh, like I feel like that guy because it's uh, you know coming at it from mm-hmm. like I'm asking the uh, the thing that I like about all of it is just uh, food. There's just <laughs> always in, there at some point during most things, and maybe I haven't seen enough. Yeah, but there's somebody with way too much food, and it's going in, <laughs> yeah. in the whole in the in the whole episode that happens right with the snacks. Yeah, but yeah. no, but early on, like that was the one thing that like for some reason haunted me. There's something haunting about some of that shit. Yeah, in that weird black and white video of you dancing around that fucking hamburger outfit, and then there's some point where you're just fucking eating shit, and, <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's falling out of your mouth. Yeah, did you ever Wait. see the commercial food tube? Uh, uh-uh. it's a commercial where instead of the painful act of actually cutting food you get this tube that shoots it into your mouth you <laughs> for just, real yeah no, oh, no, no, no. Okay. this is sketch your, okay we are obsessed with food and how to get it in your body fast <laughs> and how to get feces out of your body in different ways you know do you know why it's just like classic you know grossness obsession <laughs> with like diarrhea you know it's, it's just like it, yeah it's, it's third grader it's, it's humor, the same thing you know? Di- having diarrhea is like an awkward experience just like you know watching this guy on a cable access show is an awkward experience so we just like that in, in a way and that's just that's funny to us i think farting's still awkward for yeah. most people diarrhea is very awkward especially it's when the it, greatest uh, word in the english language you have yeah. the worst word yeah we use it twice we're we're rehearsing <laughs> our new live show and we use it twice in the first five minutes. So there's a whole new live show? New live show. Yeah, we're doing it. Uh, Dr. Steve Brule co-headlining tour. So he's going to tour with you? Yeah. Yeah. Going now, the Brule thing, that I mean, I can see where that's sort of sourced in, you know, like I like uh, the guys who painted and like the that type of show. Yeah, like the well, Bob Ross yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Or uh, what's his name with the California show, the guy that just died. Um, the other painter? No, the uh, guy who goes around, hey, what's this, man? You got the, oh, uh, you know. Yeah, 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 whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. doesn't yeah. matter. But like people like Zach and people like John C. Riley and Odenkirk, and I, I think Cross can do it too. There are certain dudes who who are obviously incredibly talented, not the guys that are doing exactly the only thing they can do. 
right. which you use. But there's a certain type of performer that that can lock in, and you, and they're rare, correct? Yeah, abs- there's only a handful, and especially in our world where you're working with true lunatics. Yeah, it like it's a challenge to them. Like John was like, I have to be like these people you use. You so know? he loved so, it. Yeah, he loved it. He loved. <laughs> He, you know, when we first started working with him, he just loved being in our studio because it was very like anar- he called it like comedy anarchy because uh-huh. he's making a couple big movies and right. We there were, were under- no adults around. Yeah, there was nobody. It was, like, yeah, saying, it's like, like we can like, hang out here this? all day and shoot and shoot <laughs> and do whatever you want. And finally, I think he's finally accepted this character as one of his greatest comedy characters. And he's like, let's let's take it to the next level. It's he's done some live stuff with us before, but this is his first time. And how's it work? Headliner. Does it go well? It's amazing. It's un- I mean, he can just he can get up there with no ideas and just fully improvise like an hour. It's he's such a talent. Yeah, he's amazing. He's one of the greats. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greats. So, how does it work when you guys tour? I mean, who who else goes out with you? It's just you two and, and John. It's just and us. We went with Doug uh, Loosenhop, who you should have on yeah. the show. DJ Doug Pound. Yeah, uh, gr- he's been with us from the beginning as an editor and writer, and you know he's responsible not he's you know somewhat responsible for sort of the edit style of the show right he's Um, a sampler going working it's a very interactive kind of thing with visuals and sounds and tim and i fucking around yeah 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 so you go out and you have sketches yeah some some sketches are characters from our show you might recognize others are brand new things how much room do you like when you both when you produce a tv show obviously you're shooting now i know hours of footage yeah but how much on the stage show do you leave room for improvising? It all gets edited at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and the audience gets implanted you with a different memory of the, the event. Do you do Do you improvise or you don't? Yeah, we do. We do. Our, our shows are like, you know, there's a, a nice tight outline of what we got to get to. Prop, mm-hmm. Props and gags and right. stuff like that. But we love going off, off the rails and having fun. Yeah, the audience we, must wait for that. We rewrite the show during the first like week of being, you know, we kind of you know, get inspired by what gets laughs and, and what, what kind what of venue doesn't What are you playing? We're playing like kind of big theaters, like thousand seat theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like a big professional right. annoying prof- you know, nice yeah. where you might have seen like you know, uh, the Beach Boys last week. How, how would you characterize your fans in general? Because they, they must be sort of y- unique in, in, in their nerdiness. And I imagine a lot of intelligent ones. Yeah, super, yeah, amazing fans. And a lot of it is like, the, the, the greatest reaction we get is people saying, this is what my friends and I laugh about. Nothing else. It, it's only what you guys think is funny. Like, we get that. You know, yeah. It is a club if you get the Tim and Eric world, I think. Right. No, I think so too. The people, they respond to that and they're like kind of fans for life. For it's a lot like, reason. it's a lot like Ween or Zapper or some like, yeah. or, or these people that build these worlds. Like you're, you know, you have a world. Yeah. And the people that get it, get it. And the people that don't are like, they, they feel even, alienated by yeah. it. Alienated is like, I, they don't even, I don't have time for register. this. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for this. I don't know That's what's happening. That's exactly true. Yeah. But these kids are like, it's awesome because we'll go, we just did a tour. We, also have a band called Pusswit Bang Gang. Yeah, that was part of the awesome show. And we put out a record recently. We toured the South, and kids still know every lyric of every song we've done. So what do you play? Uh, guitar. And what do you play? Guitar. And who's the rest of the so, band? The rest of the band: Davin Wood, who's uh, a composer that we've worked with for all of Awesome Show and our movie, and then this bassist Mark Livingood, who's a real like North Hollywood actor kind of guy that we found on back pages. Yeah, like is he a good bass player? 
He's okay. He's pretty he's just, good. He's got bad tone. Yeah. You know, like he Yamaha. has like seven bass pedals. It's uh, you would not so believe many, how many like, bass pedals he brought. Compression and uh, you know, EQs and stuff. And he's a gear pedal. nerd that doesn't he's work. A, yeah. He's a gear nerd. The original drummer had awesome. to have oxygen like while he played, and he's we wanted to bring him on tour, and he's like, "Listen, dudes, I have to have this oxygen thing." And we're like, "We love that." Like. Use that as much as you can during the set. That looks so funny. Was he have emphysema? I don't can't remember what we had, but I think for insurance reasons, we're like we can't bring you, dude. I'm sorry. Oh, is he an old guy? <laughs> he's, no, he's pretty, no. pretty young. He was he was the worst drummer we've ever played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know he could not figure. If you tried to explain <laughs> the concept of like just a four, just give us like a four four rock beat with some fills in it. It was just like, wait, no, just unbelievable. Talk about bad tone, too. Yeah, bad tone on drum tone. Oh my God, his drum tone was. He had like 40 cymbals and he had an assistant. He had a guy that came with him that helped him set up. A drum roadie? He couldn't keep a 4 4 rock beat. It was insane. I would never have been more stressed about Have you ever heard, like, you know, Dark Side of the Moon? Like, just that sort of just 4 4 or whatever, you know? No can't do that <laughs> but this band is this band can you was, feel the groove can you feel when we change here can you feel that search to the four no no <laughs> this band this band was based off of the doors after jim morrison died okay. tim sent me this videotape of this german studio thing it was the doors trying to be the doors without As jim morrison right and it was the most uncharismatic shitty performance of ever, we've ever seen and we're mm. like we should make a band that's just like that you know it's like just bad blues rock right so these guys sort of worked for it in a way you know right. just like not the greatest i just saw that movie uh frank uh the john ronson script about the uh, the guy who wears the big yeah i didn't see it's, it it's, it it's great you see, i saw it online you, you loved it it was great because like in the same way like something happens at the end of that movie and it's sort of like the, it's based on a true story from John Ronson about you, there was a performance art, you know, performance art ish rock band fronted by a guy that wore this this uh, like paper mache head. head or something. What's well, just like a paper like mache the, head? Uh-huh. But that was his thing. But the the weird thing he wouldn't take it off, so he had deeper issues. And you know, in in this in this film, like he wears it all the way through, and it's sort of like cryptic. Like why wouldn't he take it off? And they're like he just doesn't. He sweeps in it, and it's like it. But it's it's you buy it, you know, because yeah. it, it it feels authentic, and. What was interesting, not to not to give away that movie too, in in relation to the Doors thing, is what so many bands, especially rock bands, are completely carried by the personality and 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 the momentum of of the singer. Yeah, absolutely. So like like it's all about that. Yeah, and yeah. You, you don't really think Those about that. Those other guys could have been anybody. Yeah. No, of course they could have. I can't. Sorry, I can't John Densmore. I yeah. can't even listen to the Doors. No. I, I, I I don't. It's. I mean, I'm probably going to get some flack for that. I mean, I can appreciate them, but I. I, it's I never. Juvenile music. Well, it's not even juvenile. I just had a problem with no <laughs> no bass. Right. Like I, didn't, I had a problem with keyboard. Oh, uh, all that annoying. Bing, that, bing, yeah, bing, that's bing, really. You know, and, and I like that guy. He's where yeah. man's Eric. Is he dead too now? Yeah, he's gone. Everyone's gone. But you know that that's just goes back to what we love is like there's they these guys were there's this desperation they're trying to get it together right and and, and, trying to figure it out and it just didn't work and we thought it was so funny i also like that idea of whenever we get into the show business everybody that gets into show business doesn't have more than a two-year plan at the most you know so i want to be on on tv (laughs) yeah so exactly so you get to the point where you're in the doors and you're 
lead you the guy that's the driving force here is dead it's like now i have to be i have to be at a band for the rest of my life i don't know like i don't know anything else so you're just gonna live off the legacy of that guy yeah forever forever yeah it's fucking (laughs) mind-blowing and then you then you got to suck it up and tour with it yeah (laughs) and you know you get enough people that love the doors that are sort of like well there are guys it becomes like a team thing like you know know, about the record raymond zarek wrote a book called oh god it's something the poet in exile he wrote a book called The Poet in Exile, which was a novel about a lead singer who had faked his own death and is living on an island who contacts the main character of the book, whose name is Roy. Yeah. And he, it's, I <laughs> Roy. swear to God. Yeah. And it's a whole like fantasy fiction about what Ray Manzarek wished really happened oh, in life. God. It's insane. What do you guys think about, do, have you read any, like imagine a lot of these kids that are your fans, if they're not you know, like way high. Have mm-hmm. I, I imagine there have been sort of serious papers written on on Tim and Eric? Yeah, a wonderful girl out of uh, Michigan named Kathy Fisher, I think. I'll yeah, give her a plug. She um, wrote a really great piece, like how to explain Tim and Eric to your parents. Uh huh. I think if you can look that up on her, yeah, her, searching her, but she gets it. <laughs> but do you guys get it? Do you ever read things where you're like, I never thought about that, but I guess we are on the pulse of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. we're not very <laughs> articulate about it. You know what I mean? You don't. Well, that, we I, thank God for those because it helps us in these kind of us, interviews. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, okay, let's read up on this before we. Uh... Because I think that's the thing I always struggle with. And, and the more I talk to people, the more I learn that it, it is is not intentional. That it's sort of like Kubrick's a good example. It's like, there. have you seen that documentary about The Shining? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where, where it's sort of like, maybe that, maybe yeah. he did think like. Yeah. But, but the, the, the more important thing was is like that he was such a genius that he didn't even know. That he didn't even know what he was loading that right. thing up with. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's sort of fascinating. We don't see, yeah, we don't intellectualize our work right, you can't beforehand really. or after. How the fuck we, could you? No, we just do what we want to do, and, and it, it, there is a continuity to it. But, but we're it, not sitting around, hmm, I think we should do this to do that. You but know? Do, you, do you guys think in terms of, like, even when you talk about, like, even with, with the food thing, there, there are certain things that you guys know that you use. Right. Like repetition. Yes. And, and complete, completely pushing an awkward thing to the point where it, it yes. can cannot even tolerate itself right. anymore yeah. you feel that you have to feel Absolutely, it you yeah. can't sit you can't write it first of all <laughs> right right you can't so write space a... space 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 dot 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 you know yeah. timing it out in this on the script page <laughs> copy <laughs> well let's uh, are you guys gonna do another movie we want to eventually but this series is, is a lot of little movies which is a lot easier you know it's really well produced <laughs> well what do you think happened uh, with the movie how do you feel about it I think I talked to you about it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it was it was for us. I think it was like a, a, a lot of eggs in a basket situation. Well, let me you know, let me it, let me give you my two cents honestly. Yeah, because I watched a movie. Yeah, and it seemed that the context was too large. Does that make sense? That you know, shooting a big movie, you know, with that with that type, of, even just the equipment mm-hmm. and the space that that entailed, it seemed like you guys like what you do. You you, you didn't have as much control over it. Yeah, I mean that's definitely true it was a massive massive undertaking right for for no money you know yeah, for was... very little budget and and just the ambition of the idea was so big right um but you know we're happy with it and i think a lot of people like it a lot of people hate it but not because of it that has to do with what they think about us in general not necessarily but what about your fans what i mean did they are there like are there two camps in the i fans? think there are certainly yeah there's some people that probably expected something that they didn't get right um, and it was, you know, the, what I think when you make a movie, 
this movie wasn't in our hearts from the beginning of time necessarily it was sort of like hey do you want to go do you want to make a movie there's this opportunity what do you want the movie about okay well let's sit down and figure out what that is so it was like how can we kind of combine our style and, and make it into a movie and I think there is something to be said about 90 minutes maybe is too long to be right. in that kind of world um, or however long it is. But that's why in this new show, we're able to kind of make, like Eric said, we're able to make movies, but you're not invested in this three-act structure that's going to take you an evening away from your kids to, to experience. Well, also the one I saw, The Hole, mm-hmm. is that what it's called? Hole. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, is that you were you were sort of mimicking a a style of shooting as well Mm -hmm. so like and i think that like so much of the older stuff is about you know a different kind of raw kind of fucking chaotic style right that when you guys sort of slow things down and everything's sort of meticulous yeah it's all very you know structured and it it was not a day of yeah yeah, it was not a day of sort of like no no no, let's try it again (laughs) you get that guy out get that green screen up yeah (laughs) Yeah. so that. that must be completely a different way of working it is. It is. We made. I mean, we made a, bu- a couple of these before, and so we kind of figured it out yeah. and how we wanted to present it. But right. I also think the themes are different in the sense that I think we're getting a little older, and these some of these like this. The whole I feel like is a, a nightmare that I really had once about where everyone. your life might go. Yeah, just like I literally had a nightmare one, the worst nightmare of my life, when everyone turned on me, my girlfriend. Was fucked all my friends and was doing heroin. I, <laughs> I killed Tim. Uh, my sister um, like turned on me, and my parents turned on me. It was like the craziest thing. That's wild, man. Yeah, and I think as you get older, I just you know things get heavier, man. It's like well, yeah, so because this show, you, yeah, the real darkness starts coming. The real darkness creeps in, <laughs> it, and it, I feel like that. There's yeah. a little of that in this show. You what know? have I done with my life? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also the suburban element of that. Like that guy is such a like a, a kind of there's a naivete to somebody that follow that track you know that's yeah. sort of like i've got it all yeah. what the fuck is it really yeah. and then he's the other version <laughs> of i've got it all and it's a fucking nightmare yeah there's two conflicting nightmares horrible there. people yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a double nightmare <laughs> well, if, we don't want to be slaves to our own i think with this show we don't want to be slaves to our own perception the perception that people have of the us. old stuff but yeah i mean you we want just to evolve wanna, sure i mean that seems like a natural <laughs> thing to want to do you know, well, what? Do you, how are your lives? You all right? Lives are good. Great place. Great place. You still married? Yeah. You? Girlfriend. Yeah. For a while. Love. Yeah. New, new love. Yeah. New love. New love. Uh, I, I live right down the street from you. You do in yeah. Highland Park, Mount Washington. Oh, you do Not up on the, the hill. Exact address, but I don't need it. There. I can find it, man. <laughs> I can find your address, dude. Is are you up on the hill? Yeah. I looked over there. It scares me that there's only like one road in. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was always this weird sort of like, so the only way to get to this house is there? Ooh, like, yeah. there's no. <laughs> like, I just see you like. You need a zip line to get out the. Get right. Eagle you, Rock. I'm, I'm not going to. So you could probably see my house. I, no, I have some escape routes. Eric, yeah. Eric looks down upon your house yeah. every night. I know. Just, I got a buddy yeah. who lives up there. I like it up there. Did yeah. you get a. But the houses are a little weird up there. What kind of. I bought you, it's beautiful, like mid century A frame house. Oh, yeah. An A frame. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of cabin y looking houses up there. Yeah. I mean, Does it look like a cabin? It's in the sort of. I mean, no. It looks. It's. It's. It has a lot of glass walls. Uh-huh. So it's not cabiny. But How many bedrooms? It's got two bedrooms. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you living, Slick? <laughs> Glendale. 
You live in Glendale? Yeah, I live at the Americana, the, the <laughs> brand, right above the J. Crew. <laughs> oh, you're keeping it real. Yeah. yeah just, you're just doing it for research reasons, right? Yeah, I connect, I connect to my Armenian audience. There's yeah, some nice parts of Glendale. Do I do. I do live in. I live up in the hill of oh, yeah, yeah. Chevy Chase Estates. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which is not an estate at all. It's just a dumb name. And everyone says, "What, what, what are you on Bill Murray Road or something?" Nah. But come on. Are you? Uh, do you have the kids yet or no? I got a baby. Yeah, you do. Girl. You have a baby, baby? girl. Yeah. You, have, you don't know this? I, I don't know. Did you tweet it? Oh, look at her. I try to keep it private, but it's in the it's in the open now. It is. Yeah. She's trying to hide the girl. She's got one one year left with us, so I feel now we can. Before you sell her, yeah. Before she moves on for adoption. Before she moves on. So how old is that? She's going to be a year and a week. Oh my God! So you've been sleep deprived and no, it's been great. Yeah, I've such a charmed life. I'm blessed. No, I've no. My wife is wonderful. It's fun. It's because pretty great. What he has such an insane work ethic, yeah, and, I was, and I'm a little bit lazier. Are you? And he, I have a pretty like when solid it comes work. To di- there's different facets of that. Yeah, but. when I, I wake up a little later, right? Anyways, and I was hoping that Tim would slow down with this kid. He would come back to my level and be drowsy. But <laughs> no, it's like his. He's like even Major more. Manic. Well, it's a great motivator. I mean, yeah, for to to work. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, you're like, oh my god, this I've not. I have a responsibility. Everybody says that beyond dogs. Everybody says that that it's like it, you can feel it. Yeah. Because I don't know what this is going to be in two years when she's like, "Well, now I have to. I need more clothes, Dad." Well, what about the what about the acting? <laughs> it comes and goes. It's certainly not anything you'd want to, you know, and you, rely do you, on. Do you have any interest in that? In acting? Yeah, yeah, I acted in a I, few things. Yeah, so a few you things. you had a little bit part in the movie he was in. Yeah, you were kind of around. Mm-hmm. And then I I saw you. In, what what else? I do. I uh, Quentin Depew, who's a French director. I was in a movie called Wrong Cops. Uh-huh. Eric only works with French directors. Yes. Um, it's and it's a new movie, Reality, which is a French, these are French movies. Yeah. So you probably Wrong play, Cops is American. This is Marilyn Manson and Steve Little. Is that out yet? That's out. Yeah, you can watch it on Netflix. Oh, okay. It's actually really good. There's so many movies on Netflix where the entire landscape has changed where you're like, I didn't, was that ever anywhere? Yeah. yeah. Did that movie... It had a small... It, it was like our movie had a small theatrical run. And you were a lead? Yeah, I was one of the leads, yeah. How'd it go? It was awesome. It was really fun. I don't. I like doing it. I wor- like working with directors where you're like, you do do Not your yet. thing. Yeah, right. But if if I work with directors, like I was on an episode of, a couple of episodes of The Office and it's fucking hard, man. They, they know what you, they want from you. And it's so opposite of the way that Tim and I work, which is like, you just kind of find the character. Like, <laughs> no telling, No, here's buddy. your character. Here's yeah. your lines. You have to say every every word of this. So. And, and you're okay with it? You can do it? Yeah. I don't I don't love it. I, you know, I, I don't I don't have aspirations to do a lot of acting, but I do want to work with, like, cool... I, I had an audition with Larry David because I wanted to be in his movie. That was, like, one of the greatest Hollywood experiences I had. Like, just... And that was all improvising. That uh-huh. was really fucking Which cool. movie? Um, Clear History. Oh yeah, 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 and that was like it. Just walk into a room. Larry David sitting there. He, he asks all the producers, like, "Who is this guy? Do I know him?" You know? Right. And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" But the the director and the producers kind of explained who I was and how Bob and Kirk kind of brought yeah. us in here. <laughs> right. And I was like, you "Get the whole preamble." Just fucking sweating my ass off. But I sat down, improvised, made him laugh a couple times, and I'm like, "I'm out." That yeah. was amazing. Did you get it? No. No. Oh. Bill Hader got it. Oh. But, um, that's politics. Yeah. That's politics we're a right bunch there. Of, we're two Bill haters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got a lot going on. A lot of shit. You got how many episodes of this? Uh, of this? There's um, eight in total. Seven new ones. If you want to okay. include the pilot from last year. And the, how many cities are you doing on the tour? 
Fuck, 30 100. something. Really? Yeah. It's like five so weeks out. Many. 40 days on the road. Not all of them are shows. Right. We're doing but, double shows. You know, shows, we're doing that Mark. crisscross from across, from Seattle to New York kind of deal just across the, the states. We wow. Do, we do a bit it's, where I literally lift Tim and carry him <laughs> off the set. Yeah. Like a, and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it through the tour. <laughs> I have to start working out. Do you guys do colleges as well? I mean, no, or, no it's all. Yeah, just... we ever from the beginning said you got to do college. We never figured out that. Well, I know, I never it, did. We it. Seems, a I think it's a myth. It doesn't really exist. Well, We've if it does, they're usually like student activities they're, money, and you got to be clean. They're and, bad. Like, yeah, they're they're bad experiences. We've done yeah. it a couple times. It's like you're in an auditorium and or, or a lunch and, room. And, yeah, yeah, people you know, are getting punched in the back and don't know who you are no and then even there a lot of the kids that go just because they don't have a car yeah they're they're like too young to drink they're the freshmen that don't know what to do yeah exactly exactly and they're like you know they're gonna be girls there yeah Yeah. (laughs) our show requires like lots of props and costumes it's not you gotta have a stage manager you gotta have yeah someone's gotta set it all out it's like a traveling musical show so we can only do it in these chunks you know we can't one-offs are hard for us actually do you, you travel with a stage manager yeah we got a whole crew, man. Oh, really? Tour bus. The wow. whole thing. It's a so rock and roll tour. When did you uh, evolve out of uh, punk rock straight edge living? When did you that decide? That was college. At college, I started drinking beers, smoking <laughs> weed. And I got it over. Yeah, and then I got. I was like, oh, I understand why everyone listened to Pink Floyd in high school. Oh, my God. <laughs> did God, you have like regret? Miles Davis. Did you have No, to- no, no. I am so glad I was nice and clear through... My high school, because I think I could have gone down easy. Right. Oh, right, right, Just right. become a wasteoid, for right. sure. Right. So, yeah, early college, I was, like, motivated. In the punk rock scene, we were doing a lot of shit we're doing now, like making shit ourselves, making right. fanzines, sh- T-shirts. and Those seem to be coming back. I get them in the mail occasionally. Fanzines? Yeah. yeah. Like the ones that are hand-done. Yeah. Right. Like a guy sends yeah. me one every month, and I'm like, really? And I'll look at it. Yeah. I'm not well, with asshole. technology now, you should. It would be easier to do it very professionally than the hand. <laughs> but then, yeah, <laughs> it ruins the whole. I think I probably have one in that stack of shit. It would somewhere. be hard to actually even do that. Yeah. Get a kinkos. You got to get that whole that puncher thing that makes the letters. <laughs> so outside of the Larry David audition, what has been your experience in uh, in Hollywood over the last decade? What have been the highlights? Tim and I being on The Simpsons, right. singing. Some, we had songs that like, drew us. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something sh- like like you were on The Simpsons, right? No, I wasn't. No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. that's what I thought. No, I'm just yeah. Yeah, that's Stupid. funny. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Come on, they'll yeah. write you in. What? They'll write you I'm in. Okay. It's I'm okay. Easy right. to write. No, I, I'm all right. I, you know, I did. I'll uh, write it I, for I, they. Like Bart it, becomes me, a comedy play, guy, and they, he, you're on W. He's on WTF. Sure, it's easy. Sure, pitch Let's it. Do it, I, guys. Come on, they all listen. Well, let me ask yeah. you, a Matt question. Selman. Matt Selman, get. Mark Maron on goddamn Simpsons. Everybody else has done it. I did a hell of a job as a squirrel on Adventure Time. There you Does go. Does that mean anything to anybody? <laughs> Adventure real over. Time. That's right. I play a raccoon, a kind of curmudgeonly raccoon on a new animated thing. It's not out yet. I bet you. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. What? We'll see. I, I'm very I, good. I'm not, at, I wouldn't be surprised if this goes somewhere. I'm very good at being me. You know, if you're looking yeah. for a Mark Maron, I think it's natural. I can, I can it's do smart. it. You're a cultural. Some icon of some kind. Yeah, yeah. I'm a tastemaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, I, I think we covered a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was fun. It's been really good. <laughs> and when when you guys are, uh, have you ever done this extensive a tour? Yeah, we did it a few years ago, and it, it it kicks your butt a little bit. You know, I just did but... three oddball dates, and when uh, like flying to the next place that day yeah. or the next day, yeah. and that was sort of like holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. This is real shit. Yeah, yeah. it's intense. 
you kind of lose sense of where Could've, you're at and what you're doing. Absolutely. The food's great, though. On the road, you're in, in the, Cincinnati. Yes. And oh, it's yeah. Like you get terrific. some of that uh, spaghetti with chili on it. <laughs> Cincinnati. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. And, just, and I imagine you guys never stop shoving it into that's your right, mouth. That's Am what I we right? do. Yeah, yeah we we're do. always <laughs> constantly playing with food. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we did good. Do you, anything else you guys need to say? Well, you know, watch the... If, if you're listening, you're not. I mean, you wouldn't be listening if you're probably not a fan. I don't know, but I think try going into the show with some fresh eyes, some fresh ears, because it's a the di- live little, show. No, the bedtime stories. I liked I th- it. I think it's a little. It's a different experience if you're if you're like sort of on the fence about our stuff. Or yeah, it's definitely know. a different experience, and yeah. definitely like it'll lock into uh, that part of the brain that's been established by other things uh, in a clear way for people that don't know you guys. That's right. Yeah. Like if if like if someone's dragging their friend in, sort of like, come on, you'll get this one. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to be that. You passed on the first stuff, but yeah, come yeah. on. No, no, Give they're different now. They're older. I heard yeah. them on Marin's show, and they say they're more mature. Less and puking. And they're thinking about things. <laughs> there was no puking in the one I saw. No, Almost none. none. I got to watch the one with Zach. Do you guys friends with Zach? Yeah. Most yeah. of the time? Love him. Who are some shit. of the other guys that you you like working with John C. Riley? like working with Zach? Odenkirk, I've, has he been in anything? Forte. Oh, Odenkirk's, there should be two uh, links there. There, He's in an episode called Toes. Okay. That I think you're going to really enjoy. He, that's Bob's show. That's his episode. It's He's the star. Uh, Forte's a sweet guy. Forte's great. We, he, he can do what you sweet. want. He Almost can do, but sweet. he's one of those guys that gets what oh, how yeah. he gets it. He he's can go. cried every, he, he thanks us. It's like therapy for him because he cries every time he's on set with us. <laughs> He He's gets like, this into was, a dark this place. Great. Guys, man, you really got me through this awesome thing. It's awesome. <laughs> he learns things about himself. Yeah, I think he did that here. It's beautiful. All right, thanks, fellas. All right, thanks. Thanks for having us. See, look at that. They were like people. Weren't they? They're good guys. Very, I, you know, and I have a huge amount of respect for their work. And that's our show. Go to WTF Pod for all your WTF Pod needs. Get some justcoffee.coop. Poke around on the site. You know, you can comment through Facebook. You can do... I'm, it's hot, man. It's hot. There's no seasons here. There are no seasons here, and I don't know if I'm aging, except occasionally when I see myself in that just the right light, and I'm like, holy shit, what happened to that guy? Oh, it's me. 51 on Saturday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm definitely, I'm definitely lukewarm. <laughs> Boomer lives! <laughs>